Welcome to the podcast that has so little direction, it's become a sentient life form. It goes where it wants, says whatever the fuck it wants, and the hosts, Nero and Bungle, can do nothing about it. But they do love to vape. (coughs) Rambling Vapors, a podcast about things. Ta-da. We're back, bitches. Hello. Hey, uh, yeah, so we're back, and it's not been an incredulously long period of time. No. Since the last no. one. We're, we're doing well. We're on track. So, yeah, welcome <laughs> to... Uh, on track to what? <laughs> um, professionalism, Bungle. Professionalism. Yeah. That's, that's the aim of the game here. yeah so um welcome to uh episode 11 of the uh inaugural season of the rambling vapors podcast yeah um we're back yeah so we it's just myself and bungle joining you today yeah no uh no distracting third parties just our (laughs) the original two tones um yeah so we've actually got like you know Things stru- structure that will maintain. <laughs> Try like, to. I, you know, we will. We, well, to a point. I think, like, it's really hard when there's a lot of this support of you. Yeah, yeah. It's very different to discuss pretty much anything. You start on one topic and then tangent goes off on a tangent, off on a tangent. And yeah, and we all just kind of feed each other. Yeah. My fucking Ian's the worst for it. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah. The thing is with Ian, it's, it's fun to get him going and then just sit here, sit back and watch. Because it's always an exciting oh, yeah, tale. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> so what's 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 new, Bum? Uh, not much, to be honest. No, it's been a it's been a, 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 a such a, a short gap. Nothing has happened. Well, but, I actually, I've got a, got a couple of new things. Like I'm I booked a holiday. Yeah, yeah. You got yourself I, a holiday. I finally. Uh, it's been it's been fucking three years since I've taken holiday from work. Like I've taken time off. Like a couple yeah. of days here and there, or I had like time off for surgery, but yeah. it's not like it's not the same. This is the first time I've I've actually booked like a certain piece of time off, and I'm doing something. It's planned, and yeah, so we're going to uh, Marrakesh. Marrakesh, yes, for my thirtieth birthday. In fact, um, are you taking the Marrakesh Express? Didn't, what is that? It's a song by Cosby Stills and Nash. Oh, right, yeah. You, <laughs> you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was like, this attraction you must do while you are out there. Yeah, ride the, ride the Marrakesh Express. Just sounds like a euphemism for getting high. Yeah, yeah. probably is. Well, It was yeah. Cosby Stills and yeah. Nash. <laughs> and it was the 70s. <laughs> um, no, it was we'll the go, 60s. So right. me and uh, no, me and Naomi are going out there for five nights. It's ludicrously cheap. Um, five nights in a really nice, like, Riyadh in the foothills of the Altas Mountains uh, going to be there f- um, yes just over my 30th and it was like 340 quid for everything including flights it's so so good in fact it brings me on to so I mean <laughs> the other thing that's new and cost about the same amount a little bit cheaper but not by much um, I picked yeah. up the uh, the uh, Asmodus Kadama uh, Minikin Kadama 150 watt um, didn't turn my phone on mute. How much an hour? That was me. That was me pay, paying WWE my dollar for for that. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't even know where I've actually put my phone. Um, I know it's on vibrate somewhere. 
Well, it'll vibrate when it oh, it's, on, it's underneath my ear tin. Um, you can see it. So we're here so, again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what was I say? Um, the um, Asmodus. Asmodus. That's Asmodus. the one. That's what we were. Yeah, so I picked up the Asmodus Minikin Kadama. My first ever proper chemo high end stabilized wood mod. I, I did the thing. I did the thing. I spent the yeah. money on the mod. It was I, inevitable, really, wasn't it? For you, yeah. I, I cannot see myself parting with that much money for a mod. It's. Like, I like some of the, the high end mods, but. I just can't see myself parting with the money. It's a ludicrous amount of money for a oh, yeah. really. I know right. a lot of like work goes into doing. Oh yeah, I mean the craftsmanship and the skill and everything. You know, the, the, I mean this isn't even so much that like because the Asmodus ones are kind of more of a a bit more of a mass produced thing just because they're remote Asmodus and they're a bigger distributor. Um, but they are really really lovely. Um, I've got a nice little green one and there's pictures of it on my Instagram but yeah I've got a nice little green swirls and brown I like the kind of earthy tones uh, I've got the recoil 24 on there with the uh, a matchy matchy drip tip that I got from uh, shout to uh, actually uh, drip tips by Big yeah. UK, UK guy does custom drip tips he does you know you could you can actually do custom orders so you could probably like order a custom drip tip for that or something oh nice yeah they, he's really, that's my biggest and, complaint I mean, about this and this thing. was a custom one for like specifically made for the recoil to match this uh, tenor that's not bad tenor like for yeah for a custom job I'm, I'm like I'm well chuffed with it I, it's the second time I've actually bought a drip tip from him um, the first one was you know my goblin mini tank I've got that little blue drip tip on it. Oh, yeah. uh, he he does like so the drip tip that comes stock with the goblin mini is shit. There's this little glass tube that just sticks in there. The drip tip that they he makes custom for it goes in from underneath and has a ring, uh, a, like a lip around it that keeps it in place. Yeah. So it's an anti wobble. Uh, it's it, you can. It's really really good. It's yeah, really nice drip tip. Um. So yeah, that's um, that's 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 my my big my big. Yeah. Things that I suppose have happened since the last one, really. Uh, holiday and expensive. Oh, that's not the only, the squonker that I mentioned on the last episode. Yeah, as well. it's finally arrived. Uh, well, it had it had it, it was on its way last time it arrived. It broke. It went back and it came back again. Yeah. So, um, a fair play to Matt uh, M. Babes who made it. it was, he's really good about it. I got it, and there was a couple of. <laughs> I'm such a dick. So um, when I first got it. Uh, I was just like, I was like, it doesn't fire, it doesn't fire, it's just dead, it's just dead. I didn't turn it on. You too. I know. I was, I, was, I forgot that the OKL board has actually got a, an on-off switch on the board itself, <laughs> and I'd knocked it off and not realised. Um, but then uh, it turns out that the there was a bit of leaking around the five ten, and it shorted the board out because uh. it's a squonker, so it's um, pushing juice up through the five ten. But um, Matt. Matt was really, really good. He was like, oh, just send it back. I'll take a look at it and uh, f- replace the board if he'd be and redo some of the work on it. And he has. And do you know what? It's absolutely fantastic now. So uh, up to 180 watt, uh, dual yeah. 18650, the OKL. I forget which exactly OKL board it is. Um, and it's just this gorgeous hand gigantic well it is big it's a desktop mod like i i like it oh, yeah. it's great on my it looks it it matches my coffee table yeah almost almost and it matches it, it sits well with the aesthetic of the house i 
I just said that my vape sits well with the aesthetic of my house. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. You, uh, Kyle, you should get a job in a vape shop. So, yeah, it's just plain walnut. Sourced locally in Scotland, mm. um, and it's just got brass, uh, brass five ten, brass firing switch, uh, potentiometer with a brass uh, accent ring on the outside, and uh, I've got the brass goon uh, twenty four with a brass chuff cap sat on top. So it's just this lovely little steampunk looking affair. Um, yeah, it's just really stylish, and but it is big. Yeah, it's big. Um, but it's light yeah it's very light. really light so okay it's not something you could practically stick in your pocket oh, God, like, no. i tried to and it's just like it is very it's like carrying a 1990s mobile phone around in your pocket <laughs> it's like yeah it's like some big ass well it's squarer than but uh, yeah, I love it. I, I do I really like it. I was a bit when I first got it and I put it in my hand. I was like, "Oh, it's a lot bigger than I thought." But then when I got over the idea that it was going to be an everyday go out mod, yeah. I just thought, "Right, it's a desk mod. It's what I use my computer and that. It's perfect for it." Yeah. Um, the only other new thing that I've really picked up while we're on the subject is um, uh, another mech mod. Because I love new mech mods. Um, did I have the green zombie one last time? I think so. Yeah. The, yeah. Because I, ha- I got because um, I got two of the cam mods because they're just really nice little twenty two mil 18650s, which will be coming on to in a bit. Um, I got the um, Mad Dog mods in brass, uh, big chunky twenty five mil single eighteen six fifty mod. Nice, like it, beast. Yeah, it's heavy and fucking workhorse mod, so yeah, I really like it. It's just fucking... It's a weapon. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You could probably bludgeon a small child to death for that. So what? Uh, any new acquisitions? Anything um, new in the vape world for you? Not really. Trying the... Um one twenty cream pop by Mad Hatters at the moment. Ah, yes, is that the one that I tried when you? Yeah, got it's it, all yeah. the orange sherbet and ice cream. Um, I was saying it has got a bit too much of the um, old coolant. Yeah, coolada it's called. I've yeah. got it inside. I've got um, actually. Can I try that? Again. Um, I was going to say. I'm- Sorry, just passing a vape. <laughs> I was probably like, quite a far away. God creates Adam fucking Sistine Chapel moment there. Just yeah. like, <laughs> me passing you the vape and you reaching <laughs> for the vape. Um, so yeah, um, let me just take a two. Oh, juicy bell. Yeah, that you gotta be careful that. I told you about all oh, the coolada. It burns, it burns, it burns. In fact, what I'm actually gonna do is I'm gonna go off mic for a little bit while I'm just swapping that over. I'm gonna put my dripper on there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was saying um, I've got a uh, concentrate. Uh, that I use, well, I haven't used. It's called Grape Berry Ice. Mmm. <laughs> uh, I'll get it out after this, after we did record or in the break. I'll get it out and show you. Like, it smells amazing. And I reckon if you could get it, but it's got so much cool ardor in it, that the slightest bit of it, your vape just becomes... <gasps> 
turned to fucking watch it from the ring. He's like, my throat. I like Kulaga is just the most like it can brutalize the hell out of you. I think UK Sig Store, they're fucking men. Then that's anything what, that has breeze in the title with that's, them. That's, oh my that's, god! That is like it's the Kulada that they put in that the volume of Kulada. That's what gives that menthol such harshness. Bungle's struggling with uh, uh, getting the um, uh, the five ten the hybrid five ten adapter for his Doge. Okay, so is Kyle. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. it's you need some um, pliers or not pliers. You need something to stick in the two holes. Just prize it and get some pliers across the five ten. That yeah. So you need to get it out of. Oh fuck me! Oh oh oh! I think I'm not. No. <laughs> Yeah, fucking hell. Okay, have fun. That's like I, I, I don't like. It. I think every vapor in the world. It's the most annoying shit when your your shit gets stuck. So you've got like uh, every I, every time with this. Yeah, I, I. So many times do I have like five ten adapters like fucking stuck to the bottom of uh, RDAs and like getting pliers and shit to get them off. Or I tell you one that was a real fucker for it. Uh, the Griffin RTA, the uh, the original twenty two mil Griffin RTA. Fuck me, getting the chamber off that is a son of a bitch. I've had to put it in the freezer for a day. Get, <laughs> I, I I had to put it in the freezer for a day, and then get it out and get two pairs of pliers to get this fucking thing off. The threads on it are knackered now because I've just tore them to fuck with thread uh, with threads with pliers. Uh, just a pain in the dick. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, the five ten, five twenty, one twenty, it's got cream a really pop. nice orange sherbet flavour. The actual flavour profile on it would be amazing if they knocked that Kulada down by about a hundred and ten percent. Like, yeah, I'm hoping with time that'll fade out. In the yeah, I think, over like, a bit. I think vaping. At, I'm not sure. I think vaping at higher wattages tends to, like higher um, heat tends to kill it off a bit. It yeah. Yeah, because I'm going at 70 watts on it at the moment. And that's a 1.7 coil in there. Well, 0.17, obviously. Not yeah, not 1.7. I'm not in. <laughs> I, I, I was vaping there. I'm, I'm vaping quite a high ohm uh, build in this. I'm sorry, I'm just looking for juice. I just... Where did I put this bottle of juice? Hmm. Um, the one that's behind the walnut... Yeah, that's the one. Thank you. That's the problem with that thing being so fucking huge. Yeah. It's difficult to find it. Um, What were we saying about uh, just then? Uh, The 120 cream pop and it's Coulard. Yeah. And wattages and... um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I was going to say I'm I'm running like a 0.6. That's really high for you, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're normally like... It's just... All it is is just a really basic Clapton. Yeah. Uh, It's just a stainless steel Clapton. I've just made a really big fat one because I wanted a big... I wanted a series style vape from it like on like big series coil instant heat kind of yeah. vape from it so i did a really high on coil and i really knocked the wattage upon it see in this i'm running a was it uh 0.23 that's just a um, straight nichrome like eight wraps three mil yeah very nice nice um i'm running in the, the other builds that i've got i've in the mech mod, I've just got a uh, fused Clapton uh, Niachrome build, which is opening out about 0.13, 0.14. 
and then uh, in the Kadama in the recoil, I've got a um, 28 gauge nichrome uh, alien coil uh, that's uh, over three mils. It's only out to about 0.19. Nice. I'm running that about 75 watts. Um, I've been flitting between 75 and 80. After I've had a bit of a toke, I tend to knock the wattages down on a lot of my vapes just because yeah. of the dryness in the throat and that. Yeah. I mean, in the um, Limitless, I've got the, the frame staple alien from Vaping Outlaws. Nice. It's like three or four. I think four wrap. Yeah. At 2.5 mil, comes out at 1.7. Okay. Yeah, so, it'll be Canthal then, not Nichrome, I guess. Uh, it's Canthal and Nichrome. No. It'll be Canthal cores, is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, Nichrome wrap. And so you get high, it's good. Canthal's good for that because you get higher resistance with the bigger builds. Yeah. So I tend to use all Nichrome, which is why like my frame staples come out to like zero point zero eight because <laughs> it's like uh well it's an eight ply uh frame staple with twenty six gauge Nichrome and thirty eight gauge Nichrome out of wrap uh five six wrap sorry comes out to about, between zero point zero seven zero point zero eight. Yeah. Uh, I think it's de- generally consistent 0.08 on a DNA 200, which is what anything that's going that low, I will only own test on a DNA 200. It's the only thing I fucking trust yeah. to be that accurate at that low and own. Yeah. I keep meaning to do another um, of my staged heatings. I, did like I, do, I, see, I do like a good staged heating coil there on my. So the, first, the one I did in there with the, um, the Clapton and the um, just Canthol. Yeah. That was fucking lovely. I'll have to do that again. But I'm tempted to do that, but use, the, um, use a bit of Nichrome alongside it instead of Canthol. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Nichrome's good because Nichrome, okay, it's a lot, it's a lot lower resistance than Canthol, but it also has like really quick ramp up time. Yeah. Whereas Canthol tends to, you have to, pre, you have to heat it a little bit. Yeah, preheat right. So I, I like Nichrome. I especially like Nichrome for mech mod builds because you just want instant hit. I like a good hard hitting mech mod. Uh, I just like it generally. I like quite a warm, hot, dense vape. It's like I, I, you know, when I originally started vaping, I was like, oh, "I'm never going to run run around 100 watts." And it's like, actually, yeah, between 70 to 100 watts, depending. Like sometimes maybe 110, 120, but very rarely. Um, I very, very rarely go above 90. Not my stuff. Right. I quite like. I do like a warm, warm vape, but I'm quite a fan of a cool vape as well. So mm. it's just like, see, I, I, I do like it. I do like it. I like it dense in your mouth. Dense cold. and hot. Yeah. Dense and hot in your mouth. Yep. And juicy. Dense, <laughs> juicy. Um, so, goblin. Right. so, 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 yes. It's back. Vaping cool. news. I think vaping news is a bit of a, it's, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a misnomer, actually. I think we should just like, shit in vaping. Or just, yeah, bullshit we read in the papers. Just, uh, vaping articles. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Vaping articles is like, I don't know. I'm, sure I'm thinking articles of clothing. Yeah. Or, I, yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm <laughs> a V God peak so, baseball cap with a flat cap peak. Um, bend the fucking peak, man. Just bend the fucking peaks. Sorry. Sorry. So I think like, <laughs> I'm gonna say so. I want. I want. There's one topic uh, in terms of vaping that I want to discuss um, uh, quite a little bit, actually, just because of some of the articles that have come up. But I think I'm actually going to save that to part net, two. To part two, because it's probably going to be a bit of a longer discussion, um, and that's uh, just general 
battery safety and its coverage in the media when in relation to vaping in particular. Because yeah. I've seen a couple of articles recently that's cropped up that, um, yeah, we'll get onto that in a bit. But that's that's going to be a, a bit of a big topic as we come on uh, into the second section of today's show. Uh, so other other new, other bits and pieces that I've been reading on that their tinterwebs. Um, <coughs> uh, are uh, well, I found one uh, a little while ago, actually, just after the last show. I uh, was and I bookmarked it because it was quite interesting on uh, Planet of the Vapes, um, and it was a, an article entitled "Analyzing Vape Toxicity." And it's uh, just a, a general, uh, quite interesting piece on uh, some studies that were done by the Indoor Environment Group uh, from Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory. Um, and it's basically been some studies into the uh, part, more further studies into the particulates uh, of secondhand vaping and first-hand vaping. Um, now, they have I they they are on side in saying that you know vaping is a definite massive step forward in harm reduction they're not disputing that. Oh, yeah. they're just trying to find out a bit more detail it's a gen- genuinely unbiased been very quite interesting study um and you know they're not it's not really on one side or the other it's just presenting facts like you would an unbiased scientific study bungle it's such a rare thing in this day and age yeah the one something that just looks to look at the actual scientific facts it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a pleasure. But um, so the key things that they've been focusing on are the different particulates from different flavors and the concentrates and therein, and also um, they looked a bit at coil degradation. So, a couple of key points that I uh, found in the article. Um, so, the, the, for the uh, test, they used a simple C4 style atomizer and a fixed head dual coil system. And their puff machine took five second puffs every thirty seconds for ten minutes, which they say is not no one no vapor vapes like that. Really. No, no, I, no to, but it's to get an idea of what it is over a prolonged. Yeah, period. yeah. Well, they 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 just they're just pushing it to the breaking point to see what's yeah. there, kind of thing. Um, Stress testing. Yeah, effectively. Um, so what they're saying is that uh, a tobacco cigarette releases about four hundred to six hundred. UG of um, acerolin. Acrolein? Acrolein. Some fucking chemical. I will, as usual, I will provide links to the words that I can't pronounce in the show notes. (laughs) Um, I I don't have it in front of me, so I I can't even try. um, There are two ways to look at this. Um, So, oh, sorry, yeah. I, I missed the first bit. So where we're talking about uh, the 400 to 650 UG of this chemical that's produced by uh, traditional cigarettes, the level released in atomizers, even when pushed to the point where the coils have got all gunky yeah. and way beyond like normal temperatures, yeah, it's still only 90 to 100, which is so significantly smaller than... Yeah. Um, a traditional cigarette is fantastic, but the other thing they do highlight is the the kind of it puts forward the uh, the importance in coil maintenance, which is something that's not often discussed that much. Yeah, um, it's like how frequently should you change your coil? Ways to look after your coil? How frequently to? This is obviously this applies uh, more to 
home-built coils than pre-built yeah. coil heads, although the knowing when to change your coil head is quite yeah. as important as well. Um, and I think it's just as soon as you start to fe- notice a difference in flavour and the degradation. Yeah, when it starts to taste a bit like shit, yeah. change your coil. Yeah, or at least if, you're, if you've got your own coils, re-wick them. So yeah. the best pr- method to do that is to... Um, excuse me. Uh, is to just take the wick out, dry burn the coil till they glow. If it's um, that's that this is for uh, non temperature controlled, never dry fine nickel till it glows and then vape on it. Yeah, or uh, preferably not titanium either. Um, yeah. But with the standard canvas or niachrome or even stainless steel build, you can do this with. Uh, just heat it till it's glowing. Uh, and then run it under some cold water and quench, to, it. and quench it and repeat that process two or three times and you'll clean all the gunk and excess build up off your coils. You can only probably do this rec- really maybe two to four times before you would I think tend about to do changing it once, twice, twice. I, te- I, ten- I tend to do it. I tend to can get about three weeks life out of a coil head, yeah. a coil that I've made. Maybe a bit longer, depending. Um, depending on the juice you use as well. Depends on the juice. It also depends on how many mods I'm vaping at the time. Because, yeah. Because I normally have like three or four mods on the go. Plus. Things don't get, <laughs> things don't get used as frequently as someone who's yeah. only using one. So yeah, my coils got- tend to last a bit longer in that respect anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 always something that should be, uh, I think, should be made more clear. I'm not sure what the because it's been a while since I bought pre-built coil heads. And yeah, things, so I'm not sure I mean, what they're recommended. Um, if they have recommendations on frequency, if it's by quantity of juice put through the coil, or if it's just over a period um, of time. I think usually it's sort of period of time. So obviously, I was using the um, Smock TFE four yeah, for a, quite a long time and using a lot of the pre-built coils. Uh, mainly because the juice flow on the fucking RBA sections is shit. Um, so, and with those, it was basically knowing what you're vaping in it at the time and making a note of, like, if you've got something that's really high in sweeteners, it gunks them up so much quicker. Oh, massively. And, like, on the um, uh, My Limitless, like, that, those coils went in earlier this week. Yeah. And they're covered in shit. Exotic coils, I find do tend to gunk up Yeah, because they trap a lot of shit in there, but also I'm using a juice that has a fair bit of sweetener in it. Yeah. So that's killing the fucking coil. Whereas, say, swanky, if I'm using... Um, swanky, 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 swanky. Sorry. <laughs> like the the, the dinner lady juice. I've yeah. Got, that's really tasty, quite sweet, but doesn't have as much sweetener in as the 120 cream pop. And my coil lasts a lot longer with that stuff than they have with the... Um, Cream pop. I, 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 I must admit, I'm starting to move away from overly sweetened juices. Yeah. Like, I occasionally I do just be like, oh, fuck it, I want something stupid sweet. But mostly I've been t- tending to favor more decadent, not sweet. So, like, lush, kind of really velvety mouthfeel. Yeah. Something that's got quite, maybe a nice, really heavy cream note. Or, yeah. I, like, I really like nuts. Yeah. Well, that eros that you're using now, yeah, like that it, stuff like, is it's beautiful, and, it, and again, it's very little, not not too sweet. It's, it's not. It's it's got a very, lovely balance. It's got a really nice heavy cream note yeah. to it. Um, in fact, it's not too dissimilar actually from my own strawberry cheesecake. Um, the only thing is their cream's a little bit different to mine, and that I it's I can't quite replicate that. But uh, I do like mine. Mine's just a little bit. Their cream's a very thick cream. Mine yeah. cream's a very light but lush. 
Yeah. So, because I, I use a little bit of buttercream in mine as well. Mm. Um, actually, Mark has done a tweak on my strawberry treat cake with white chocolate. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. I have to get you to give me some of that at some point. Um, mind you, one a juice that I really, really liked was the um, streak by um, Lost Fog. Oh yeah, yeah. well, Cosmic Fog yeah. by Lost Fog. <laughs> you but, Lost Fog by Cosmic Fog. Yeah, because yeah. Lost Fog by Cosmic Fogs. Um, what's got Streak, which was uh, some strawberries and Greek yogurt. Yeah, I, I love Greek yogurt, mate. And my God, it was amazing. Yogurt. It had a perfect tartness from the yogurt. There's a selection of different types of strawberry flavour in there, so it's very layered and very... Just yeah. really, really tasty. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Greek yogurt. I use it in my Yogg-Sothoth. It's, oh, it's lush. It's always gives you... An, uh, and another really good yogurt you vape is um, uh, One Hit Wonders Rocket Man. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, yogurt and blueberry granola. Oh, I actually had some of that, but I had it um, with... They only had zero nick left of it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good, though. So I ended up... Um, I actually gave that to um, Chris Barlow, because he vapes... But it's usually when he's um, drinking, he likes to have something to do. So I said, well, this was Zero Nick. Give it a try. And he seems to be enjoying it. Nice. So they do, they're, they're, um, Neapolitan by then is really fucking tasty. Well, when well. he came down to the um, London uh, tattoo show, he had, a, he had his own vape with him. Yeah, he started bringing his own. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. I, I um, yell at him when he drains my fucking batteries. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the other oh yeah well I was talking about juice though uh, the other juice that I picked up recently was uh, uh, by the Manchester Vape Crew uh, <laughs> it's called the Fizzy Drinks uh, one of them oh was, god the yeah fucking one of them was um, Roller Cola and it literally tastes like cheap off brand cola and yeah. the other one's Pink Lemonade uh, which actually I have here uh, in the um as uh, it's the Atom uh, Kyo- Kyodo? Kyodo. Kyodo. From um, a distance, it looks a lot like it's a Kanga because of the colour scheme on it. That red and black in glass. All over thing when I see that is Kanga. Try that. Just going to do the, the Jesus thing and pass one all the way. Except for I move my microphone out of the way so I can actually lean forwards. Well, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? How do they make it taste fizzy? <laughs> it's odd. That's it's like a panda pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I've been di- I've actually quite been digging those. Um, uh, I suppose that's 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 main the main the main the main the main. You oh, it's all the vape vape. Yeah, except for the one you're going to talk about. In oh the, yeah, no, no. I mean, uh, the... I've still got a couple of articles I wanted to touch on before we uh, uh, head off to the break. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> The other one is actually to do with, um, so you know about A Billion Lives, the document, the vape documentary that's uh, recently been premiering everywhere. Uh, yes. Okay. I've heard so, of it. so the A Billion Lives is a documentary, um, that's, uh, it's basically set out to, uh, really bring to the forefront the overwhelming amount of corruption and, lobbying that's keeping vaping down especially in the US um, uh, all the all the activities basically about big tobacco and big pharma yeah. are very very much trying to kill uh, the independent vaping scene 
So uh, it's basically just talking about like um, the fact that it's probably not going to get a UK screening because it. So it's doing it via demand yeah. film, which is where you can register to. Um, Please get, tell me that's uh, just gone monitors to sleep. Not yeah, home. it is just monitors okay. to sleep. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, it's to do demand film. You can. Uh, basically register your interest to have a screening at an Odeon cinema for a film. And um, you need at least, I think, 50 people per cinema that you want for them to actually show it. So far, we've had 52 across all the Odeon cinemas or something in the UK at all. No, it just seems to be a sense of apathy towards the documentary, which is kind of sad considering there are five... There seems to be no bigging up of it or noise being made about yeah. this documentary in the UK vape scene that much considering that there are five very prominent UK vape official officials uh featured in the film um the i mean in the US they've been making really you know a lot of campaigning to make sure it gets shown at as many cinemas possible yeah. and stuff just seems to be a very apathetic approach to it here and there's just a, a piece that i was reading about it and it kind of upset me because i think like there's been a bit of criticism against the documentary for a bit of a heavy-handed approach uh it's not maybe as unbiased as you would want or yeah. it, it it colors some facts and exaggerates a few things it's still supposed to be a very very good documentary a very interesting piece and it's obviously a very heartfelt thing so you know i think that anyone trying to do something positive in the vape industry should be given as much support as possible. Yeah. I mean, I've registered uh, on demand and I, I, you know, I'll travel to London if it ends up just being shown there to see. Cause I, I'm, yeah. I, I do want to say, I think it's, it, it looks like it'd be a very good documentary okay. and, and entertaining as well. I'll check it out. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the other, I'd like, so I'm going to post links to, uh, the on demand website where you can register interest to, uh, have uh, a billion live shown at, uh, Odin near you. Um, uh, yeah, please do. Please, I mean, please. Like, if you enjoy documentaries, if you enjoy vaping, then why not? You know, uh, get to see something you not have to. You know, let's not just all fucking pirate something for once. Yeah, I know it's easy, and I know we all do it. Oh yeah, let's 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 <clears throat> let's, you what, though, let's show a bit of support. I have not actually downloaded anything for fucking ages. Well, to be honest, <clears throat> streaming services have become so. Oh yeah, it, well, I mean, I've I've illegally streamed stuff recently. But um, now the stuff I was streaming is now on Netflix. I'm watching it on Netflix. Well, it's like I I subscribe. I have a Netflix account. I have um, a WWE WWE Network account. I have a Crunchyroll account. I keep getting tempted to get Five Pass UFC. I no, don't because fuck it. I like I I would I would in a heartbeat. But Fight Pass doesn't cover the main events of UFCs. What? You have to pay an additional tenner for the main event. Fuck off. Yeah. I think that is a really predatory That's business cuntish. practice. Yeah. If the W... Like, okay, I know the UFC are not the WWE, and they're not as big as the WWE, and they don't have quite the level of content that the WWE are putting out on the network now. But I just find that to be a really anti-consumer uh, way to do things. If you really want, offer a second subscription model that gives you all the main events. Yeah, like Five Pass like, Premium. for myself... There are there are a lot of ancillary programs uh, programming on the UFC Fight Pass network. Yeah, but for myself, I am maybe a bit more than a casual MMA fan, but I am not like a hardcore MMA fan. I yeah. love it, but I tend to mainly watch the big UFCs yeah. and maybe occasionally a fight night or two if it's like a particularly stacked card. I make a point of always seeing the big UFCs though. Yeah. So for me, why can't I have a different subscription option that 
is maybe just the UFC stuff. Or maybe I pay a bit more a month, but I get the, everything. I get the main event. Well, yeah, like a UFC like five pass premium or something. Yeah, something like that. But tenor every time. I just find that to be really. I personally, as a consumer with limited income, uh, I just find that to be something. I mean, some people will probably do it, and it's fine. But they, I mean, you look at how much they pay charge for per ticket yeah. to one of their events. It like they can make enough money. Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, that's the only thing I would say. Is don't get UFC Fight Pass. Just get BT Sport. It's better value. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't like. I obviously, I like my fake, the subscription. I probably use the most is the WWE Network at this rate. Yeah, because they have so many fucking pay per views now. <laughs> so many. It's, it's basically one every two weeks. Uh, the, since, the brand, since the brand split, they've got Raw, SmackDown. Each with its own separate pay per views. Oh. The only time they don't have two a week is when it's one of the big marquee four, so Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, or um, SummerSlam. Oh God, it's just it's it's, like, worrying you down look so at how much. much wrestling is going on at the moment, just out of the WWE. So you have Monday Night Raw, Tuesday Night SmackDown, every other weekend a pay per view, pretty much. They're bringing out the, uh, uh, they're cha- basically creating a cruiserweight show called uh, two, the 205 or something like that. Um, then you've also got NXT every week. Oh. Anytime there's one of the big marquee four pay-per-views, they do an NXT takeover. Yeah. So that, that's, that's, and that's just WWE. I mean, if you're a real wrestling aficionado, this is, this is an amazing time to love wrestling because you've also yeah. got Lucha Underground. TNA, all the weirdness that's happening with TNA right now. Um, IG, IGWP, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, what, uh, Ring what of culture Honor, wrestling? What Culture Pro Wrestling, which is going from strength to strength. strength. They've bit. actually, um, I was watching one of the Watch Culture Wrestling videos the other night. They're hiring. Do you know who's coming in for a couple of shows? Who? Broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw... I Broken saw, Matt Hardy I know, is I, I, so I, fucking hilarious. I was, I, it's just like the one I was watching was the... Um, have you seen the final deletion? No. Oh, we have to watch it after this. The final deletion, one and two. They're so fucking hilarious. And it was so... Just like... Because they're doing... It was the top ten uh, wrestling yeah, things yeah, yeah, that yeah, shouldn't yeah. have worked, but yeah. did. Yeah. And it's like, literally, the first... I. It is one of those things. I'm not sure if I, I get it. It's like... I, it's just in, it's it's weird. I mean, for me, my ideal perfect wrestling I've discovered is Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is fucking amazing. It's just the it right. The storytelling is great. Kayfabe is alive and well and not broken ever. Uh, um, it's so good. And but the story's done. The storytelling is done in a really, really subtle, very clever way it's kind of almost telenovela style mm-hmm. but then every match is just great wrestling really good you've got really good technical wrestlers all the flippy shit you'd ever want to see and just these big fucking monster dudes who can also do the flippy shit it's so fucking good it's so good nice everything like, it's just the best wrestling. does it also have midgets yes that is true lucha yeah they've got uh, Masquerita Singrada. Sing- He's yeah, this little 
white ranger looking motherfucker he's fantastic <laughs> um yeah. he's actually in the storyline at the moment with son of havoc who's just the most over guy ever um yeah they've got a really cool little storyline going and their, their whole dynamics just really fun the, they had like a whole um off-stage segment where they were at uh, son of havoc's mums in his basement plotting their revenge it was really funny it's, re- it's really well it's oh. all really well written really well acted the um, the wrestlers all really sell it as well it's it's yeah it's really good awesome. I'm a big 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 fan uh, right, um, right. <laughs> so yeah sorry anyway I'm just gushing about Lucha Underground there um, so yeah I think we're gonna take a break about now um, yeah. when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit um, about Battery safety, um, general, and just about the like the articles and the general media approach to battery safety when it comes in when in relation to um, vaping. So yeah, yeah that's something to look forward to. It's going to be nice intellectual discussion, Woo! and then we're going to talk and about Brexit calling, and calling people retards a yeah. lot. So if the word retard triggers you, yeah, you're a retard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we, we take a break. We'll come back, talk about that. We're going to talk about some other shit, politics and bear shit, mate. Ping! Vaping, gaming, movies, politics, you name it, we waffle about it. Rambling Vapors, a podcast about things. So well, we've got back. a good outtake at least. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so Welcome we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we're we're back, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit now about batteries. Batteries. Eighteen six fifties or whatever size you use. Eighteen six fifties, eighteen three fifties. Not anything specific about what we're not going to go into battery like, types and shit. Uh, well, mm. we're not not even going to go into this. Isn't battery recommendations? Although we may talk about the batteries that we use um, for battery rec. Like for deep. This is just. This is going to be more of a discussion around battery safety in the media. I think more than anything else. That's the, yeah. that's the kind of vibe I'm going for with it anyway. So, um, if you, like, the first thing, so, I want to say is, um, if you want to know about battery safety, what, in terms of what are good batteries, what their genuine amperage ratings are, um, and their general, genuine mark capacities are, uh, I'm going to link to, uh, Battery Mooch's page where he, uh, reviews, or, well, not some reviews, but at least he tests as yeah. many batteries as he can get his I've hands on. I've seen them tabled based on all of his um, things, actually, and that's a great way of um, seeing whether the batteries you're using are safe for the build you have. Yeah, yeah, That's definitely. why, on my RDA, since I use that a bit on my um, dripper, I've, I've only got the, I've got the, what you get, 30 Qs. So they've got quite a low amperage. That's why my yeah, builds are like... I think it's like 20, to, 20 amps. Yeah, 20 amps. So I tend to build no lower than 0.22. Yeah. That's, so it's in a safe bracket. Yeah, zero point two is like a it's really in good the pulse safe, bracket, basically. Uh, basic um, starting point for yeah. uh, a mech mod build. I think. Um, so I tend to I, I te- I've got some uh, I tend to use VCT five A's, uh, tw- Samsung twenty five R's, uh, LG. So I use, for mech mods. I use VCT five A. Uh, Samsung 25R or Samsung 20R uh, for 
regulated and uh, married pairs. I've got some Samsung, Sam, more 25Rs, some LG HE4s, uh, some Samsung 30R. 30Rs or 30Qs? They might 30 be 30Qs. I think I've got, th- yeah, the 30Q. So lower, I think it's 25. Uh, Mooch's maximum vaping amps on that is like 25 amps. 25 um, amp pulse. Which is, yeah, which is what I, I mean, I use them in uh, dual 18650 regulated mods more than anything yeah, else cause they're just because of the capacity. I've got that, but I bought three. So as well, I use one with my mech because I've only got um, a married pair in my, um, what's it, 25s. So, yeah, in terms of battery safety, um, <laughs> what I would recommend is check out Battery Mooch's um, web, uh, like blog post page and the work that he does, because he does fantastic work. He's one of the few guys out there that's just testing every battery, because there's a lot... Uh, you can't quite often trust the, the, the actual specifications printed on a battery, yeah. especially not for... I mean, I've heard off-brand stuff and, and some of the Chinese as well. E-Fest. Yeah, EFest are quite bad for it, uh, although they've got better. But it's it's anything tends to be any brand that has fire in the name. So trust fire, sure fire. It's a sure fire thing that it's gonna probably explode. Yeah. Um, so, no, they tend to really over exaggerate the battery capacity, the battery capacity ratings and the amperage ratings. So, for example, I, I'm, I've seen batteries there that are rated for, like they say, oh, you know. 5,000 mAh battery in 60 amps. No Bullshit. fucking, no lithium-ion battery on the planet can perform that well no that we have access to. No. Um, generally speaking, so just some overviews and battery safety, really. Uh, generally speaking, your lower mAh capacity generally will result in a higher amperage drain limit, whereas... The converse is true. The higher the uh, mark capacity, generally speaking, the lower the amperage drain. Now, that is because uh, 18650s have a limited size to work with, and there are different components required in the battery for mark capacity, so that obviously just means more of the raw cell. St- cell that's in there for greater capacity, but higher amperage drain requires more of the... Uh, the mechanisms of the battery I suppose so the beefier you can make those and the more resilient you can make those the higher your amperage drain this is very layman's terms I'm not a battery expert this is just my limited understanding of it Uh, so the higher you can the more you can beef that out the higher the amperage drain but that means you'll reduce the capacity you have for the cell so you're going to have lower uh, so just basically you've got a limited space to work in and therefore you've got Elements for this and elements for this. So you're, you're you never gonna have... you're never gonna see an eighteen six fifty with over a, a two thousand mAh capacity that has a higher maximum amperage drain of like thirty amps. Yeah, it's you know any battery that says it's got a sixty amp limit, no, it's just patently false. And I think this this kind of bleeds into where I was wanting to go with this, um, but. Uh, I do want to just finish talking about like just general battery safety, the rules for battery safety, yeah. really. So, yeah, if you're going for lower ohm builds, you want to be looking at lower capacity but higher amperage drain limits uh, on your batteries. Whereas if you're you're vaping higher ohms, there's no reason to not just go for something with a higher capacity because you don't need that amperage headroom. Yeah, um, this is especially true when um, 
building uh, using mechanical mods without any kind of regulation in there because that's pure the the amount of load th put on the battery is purely down to the resistance of your coil uh, yeah I mean there are other factors in there like the uh, internal resistance of like maybe mods you might get voltage drop on the mod or something which can change which can tweak the load that's going through there but you should always you should never build to factor in voltage drop you should always just take the raw resistance yeah. of a coil and treat that as true because that gotcha. means you're always going to be operating within safe parameters yeah as long as you operate within safe parameters especially in a hybrid mod <laughs> yeah yeah especially in a hybrid mod i mean the other thing to be careful of with hybrid mods is just make sure you've got a protruding yeah, five ten you need the, oh, you're going to get a, a short right, hard nice. short now yeah. i like you know um i actually fucked up the other day in battery and see and this is the thing you know i practiced battery safety i you always so for example uh i have a selection of single 18650s that are used at, for single 1860 meg mods i've got three no four married pairs for power for light use together uh they're mainly used in regulated mods uh, i've got one married pair which is specifically for mech parallel mechs and series mechs um actually no two and then i've got two married sets of three for my uh Rilo and for the um our <sighs> oh, twisted four yeah the twisted 420 box mod yeah um, <laughs> i know your mods better than you do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i um, I've got those, but I, like, I practice, I, they're all kept in proper battery containers and, you know, I never have loose batteries, always have protective sleeves and containers when I'm traveling. Um, but even I fucked up the other day. I wasn't paying attention. I was a bit fucking tired. I was just doing it after I'd just woke up. I put, uh, I put one of the batteries in back to front in my tugboat parallel yeah. box mod, fried it, fucking shorted the batteries, had to dunk them straight in water. Because it yeah. just hard shorted the batteries. I was like, and this is one of the things. Is like, I'm very, very careful. Uh, but that just made me realize, like, shit. Even no matter how careful oh, yeah. you are, it takes one slight little mistake and things so are I've, wrong. I've so. done it before, but thank God for reverse polarity on um reg mods. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I did yeah. in a regulated mod, and I was like, why the fuck is not firing? It's like, oh, yep. And again, it was, it was first thing in the fucking morning. I just charged my batteries up overnight and. Which again is something you probably shouldn't do for battery safety wise. Well, I mean, like it's I mean, not ideal. It's not ideal. I mean, if you've got like an intelligent charger, like the ones we have, the intelligent yeah, the and stuff, they what they do is once they detect the battery is full, they reduce the current uh, being put through the battery to like a barely traceable, minimal bit of just drip a maintenance current. dose. Yeah, yeah, basically just a maintenance dose. Um, so they're not actually once they're fully charged, they're not actually receiving charge no. as such anymore. But it's still not best practice. Um, and if you are doing that, then you should buy something like a, a fireproof bag to put the charger in. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, it's just a bait that's about playing life common sense, yeah. really. And I, I mean, think that's... I tend to I have think, them on desk at work charging up, so... Yeah, I, just like I say, it's, it, it is just life common sense. And I think that kind of bleeds in... That starts to bring me to where I want to talk about. So there's been a few articles which I've um, come a cropper of while I've been, you know, generally just doing research on topics of the podcast. And they are to do with... Uh, battery safety in relation to vaping and generally, you know, reporting on incidents of battery failure um, that have, you know, caused problems for people. So the first one that I came across was actually um, 
it came up because I was looking, I was doing research onto what the protocol is for traveling with vape, yeah. uh, gear for my trip to Morocco. And, um, so it was a article about a United Airlines aircraft that, uh, was delayed due to, uh, Baggage, fire in the baggage, the checked baggage, um, and it was uh, an 18650 uh, for a vape device um, had uh, shorted and caught fire. Now, the guy that did this is fucking hard because oh, yeah. it's it's standard checking procedure. It's you know <coughs> airport guidelines that you have to follow. You're not allowed to check any lithium ion or lithium polymer batteries. Yeah. Because they are unstable and dangerous by their very nature. Regardless yeah. if they're used for vaping or not, they are just yeah. dangerous I mean, chemical components. I've got a label on my desk. I'll keep going to get them um, printed into a T-shirt, um, which is actually from a box that I had a replacement uh, laptop battery sh- shipped in. Yeah. Big orange label. And it's basically the picture on it is like someone going stop at a package, going to the bottom, bottom hold of the passenger plane. It's like... For cargo planes only. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, then you're not supposed to store lipos like that. They, no. You've got to have them in your hand luggage. Yep. And then when traveling with batteries, they should always be in a suitable battery container. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> something with nothing else in there that's not going to allow anything to touch and short the contacts because either end of those batteries are the live contacts. Yeah. It's, you know, those two ends of that battery are a plug socket. Yeah, that's it. So don't be a dick with electricity. No, I mean um, like with um <coughs> with my mech mod. <coughs> when I'm going between places, I'm putting it in my like in the side pocket of my bag where there's nothing else apart from the mech mod and my reg mod. I take the battery out and put it in a silicon sleeve. I never travel with it in there. The, the, at the moment, the mech mod's on the desk. Yep, but my battery's not in it. And yeah, well, it's I'm, like whenever I travel, I have I have. Battery cases yeah. for single eighty six fifties. I've got the silicon sleeves that are great. Yeah, I've got like one of the boxes. Well, I've got two boxes for pairs now. So, because I need to buy some more batteries soon, because those ones are pretty far. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this the, the, where I was wanting to talk about these articles, especially, is because. There seems to be a very um, heavy focus. Like, obviously, there's a lot of bad press on vaping at the moment. Just there has been for a countless amount of time, and we've discussed it at length. But one thing that I think is it's kind of really shitty is the way that these incidents are used as almost a kind of a bit more ammunition against vaping. But really, this is not. Part this shouldn't be part of the discussion. No, not on to not towards the benefits of vaping's the benefits of vaping harm reduction when in the fight against tobacco. Yeah. So, and also you think about there, there how are, many of these news stories there've been. Yeah, there's been a fair fucking few, but how many people vape in comparison to idiots putting their batteries well, yeah, in like, their pocket with their keys? Well, not even that. Just how many fucking times have we heard about smokers falling asleep in bed? You know. It's shit like this happens in life. Shit happens. Bad things happen. People get hurt. People do dumb things and people get hurt. It's not, shouldn't be part of the discussion about vaping's benefits because you can buy, can like really, you know, pre built coil heads. There are ways to vape safely without ever having to really worry in depth about this topic. You know, we can. 
the amount of consumer products out there that have lithium polymer and lipo batteries in there, all of them are as equally dangerous. Yeah, the MacBook the, on so your lap, the phone it, in my pocket. Yeah, th- exactly. You know, everything that contains electricity or produces some yeah. kind of electrical current is potentially fucking dangerous. Because electricity, <laughs> at its core, is very fucking dangerous. Oh, yeah. And like the sheer science behind lithium batteries is... Just unstable chemicals. Yeah. Basically, it's an unstable chemical inside a bag. That's why when a battery goes bad, they swell. Yeah. They like, you remember all gas. the MacBooks that's, that were going back swollen Dude, a few years I ago? Dude, I had to write off two MacBook Pros because the battery had swollen Ben's so much. Ben's did it as well. It popped out the trackpad and in one instance cracked the glass on the trackpad. It's ridiculous. And it was so, like, uh, yeah, this is getting destroyed straight away. Yeah. So, like, Basically, the fact that the the battery incidents are being used to bring more clouding to the 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 discussion that is already full of misinformation, um, slanderous uh, intent, and just really no. Neither side has actually been you know completely without fault, but. It's just a discussion that's so marred in so much shit that bringing something else to the table, it's I, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that maybe there is, there is a discussion to be had on just general battery safety. Yeah. Because, you know, like we're saying, all these consumer products that are out there now that have these in there, maybe just maybe we should just be thinking about this incident in its own like you know these incidents in their own right in regards to batteries rather than in regards to vaping yeah maybe just more consumer advice and consumer information should be freely available maybe more um you know more uh, warnings that come with products should be available i don't know it's not it, basically all i'm trying to get to and i've said repeatedly is it just shouldn't be part of the vaping discussion it's something no. that vapors should be aware of and should know but it shouldn't be part of the vaping versus smoking discussion no it's um so it's, and the, the problem as well is the fact that even when you know uh, a news media article starts to be on is you know its intent might not be biased against e-cigarettes yeah. just because of the general you know, the general mainstream media outlet's attitude towards vaping. Whenever you read an article like this, you can't help but... It it can't help but be detrimental towards vaping just yeah. by it being linked to it. And yeah. that's the and that's part of the problem. And you, you start to read these articles, at least I do, reading them with, like... To, every time they talk about e-cigarettes, it almost feels like it's with a snide, underhand tone to it. Um, oh, I've done a really dumb thing. I highlighted a load of passages and then I moved the thing and it's just moved the highlighting off all the passages. But yeah, so this one, uh, this one article goes on. Even have people, even have people tweeting like quotes from people tweeting in there, which is like, oh, so my plane caught on fire because of a bloody vape cigarette battery. I just want to be in St. Louis now. And, it's like there's no need to have that in the article if you want, you know, that that, that yeah. just makes it just uh, words. I, I, I'm quite angry about this. Which is yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I know. Um, but it's also, unfortunately, like um, 
the vape community hasn't helped itself in some elements where online I don't say about like I'm a member of a few vape communities in Reddit, but I yeah. don't mention it outside of anything on that online because the butt of all jokes is oh we get it, you vape. Yeah. And it's just like but it's because there are so many people who I don't don't want to say give it a bad name, but just with by the way they are and they act about things it tends to be more sort of like well the hipster crowd who vape yeah they can really they've sort of given it quite a bad name by being quite douchey about it yeah and uh, yeah I mean there, there, yeah I mean there is there is a, a, to the outside there is definitely a um, a stereotypical vapor yes and stereotypes are never good like, the, no. like stereotypes are never good so yeah of course that stereotypical vapor is what most people think of and what is that kind of underlying meme joke on the internet yeah, yeah it's it is it, it is shit I don't, I don't think that's necessarily the vape community's fault it's just well no it's um, like I say it's, again it's a, a handful ruining it for the many yeah where it's just like we get it you vape <laughs> but so like, the the other article that I came across was a, a sensationalist piece um, from I believe it was uh, might have been HuffPo. Um, hang on a sec. It no, it was actually the Plymouth Herald. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's basically a, a a dickhead coming out of a club had yeah. a loose battery in his pocket. It hard shorted and it just fucking goes off in his pocket. Um, but the article is just like talking about um e-cigarettes and people uh the e-cigarettes and people vaping are a common sight on the streets of plymouth but unfortunately the city is yet to witness an incident as shocking as this it's just that the over that tone is already really snide and- yeah it i might be reading into it too much just because i have this uh, go into now articles um and opinion pieces and stuff on vaping with the assumption that it's going to be bad until proven wrong yeah so I, I guess I read everything with a slight bit of jaded jaded outlook on it I suppose um but yeah this guy it's got and it's got some like really you know basically looks like a fireworks going off on his pocket um pictures um but it just goes on like talking about how it's uh Every other sentence seems to be, oh, and, you know, vaping, vaping. Yeah. And these this vaping craze and this new trend. And it's like, well, it's not a craze. It's not a trend. It's people saving their own lives from tobacco. Yeah. It's, I, I hate that I hate that terminology of trend or craze like it's some, like it's a fucking Pokemon card, you know? Yeah. It's not. It's a complete new step forward in healthcare and the fight against tobacco it's not a fucking fad yeah it's regardless no. of what happens with law vaping is not going away oh no yeah but uh, the one the only thing that I will say in credit to this article is that at the tail end it does have a note about uh, being wary of Chinese manufactured batteries and 
it does do, do say <coughs> consumers should be aware of yeah how to where store where a not where safely, they're yeah. buying their batteries from because yeah. this guy was saying it was a he this guy does go on to say it was a cheap Chinese battery that he got online and it's like you should you should you should research things like that oh hell yeah definitely. and I know a lot of people don't but then it's kind of you kind of your own fault like you don't buy I I never buy anything without looking into it first. Oh, hell yeah. I just, I just, I, I, so I just don't understand people that are like, oh, I'm just going to buy this. Yeah. I mean, all right, yeah, no, I'm, also, I'm talking about like anything of substance. Obviously, I don't go and research a Costa every time I want a different coffee, you know? But are but, these beans fair trade? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other, the other article that I came across on there um, was uh, one from The Guardian. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, it's a uh, surgeon issues warning on dangers of exploding e-cigarettes. And it's like, okay, how about how about no Sur- surgeon issues warning on dangers of improper battery handling? Yeah. Why why was that not the piece? And why was it about e-cigarettes? Why was it not just you can't do this with batteries? Yeah. This is dumb. <laughs> that should have been the article. So, uh, it basically, uh, someone got someone's uh, battery shorted in their pocket again, and uh, they got some third-degree burns all up their leg. Um, and it, one of the quotes in the article that I'm... I, it's like, Before this year, we haven't seen any injuries like this. Now we have had five, which reflects the rising popularity of these e-cigarettes. It's like, okay, so you've gone from one to five non to five. Oh, oh, that's not like actually significant in no. any fucking way, shape, or form. Right. In that same period, how many people have started vaping? In that, well, no, just in that same period, how many people have fought? How many, how many instances of people falling off a ladder have you had? Yeah. How many people? How many instances of people banging their own head into a wall have you had? You know, or juggling with knives? I bet you more people got hurt because they were twats juggling with knives. Yeah. Than well, that. How many people have drunkenly walking walking into something or fallen down while drunk? <laughs> so anyway, um, anger, anger, anger. Yeah, it really, really was. Uh, the guy was paintballing at the time as well, and he had his thing in his pocket. Um, he had a battery in his pocket while he was fucking paintball. Uh, so you know, dumb bad shit happens to dumb people. Yeah, just gonna say that. Just gonna put that one fucking out there, Darwin. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the the article just generally goes on uh, to talk about the rise in injuries uh, due to improper battery handling. Or, well, they don't say improper battery handling. They just say due to e the rise in e cigarette use, and it's just like this is this is all right. Enough with the article. This is the crux of it, and I've been over it. And I'm, I'm. Can we stop? Can we just stop? Can we just remove battery incidents from the vaping discussion and just have a new discussion on battery safety in its wider form? That's all I ask. That's 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 the message. That's that's where I wanted to go with this. Amen, you, brother. Amen. <laughs> I am sat here like clasping my hands, but I. Uh, it's just it's something that's really got my go over oh, the last yeah. few weeks, uh, and I just wanted to have my tangent momenty ranty bit on it. Yeah. Um, on to the next bit, which is my my bugbear, Brexit. Oh, 
Yeah, sorry, we are going to talk about Brexit a bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just to finish off on the battery subject, <laughs> um, guys, let's not be dumb. Let's not be dumbasses. Let's just practice battery safety. It's not fucking hard. It's not fucking taxing. Just take like two minutes out of your life to go, ha, let's not fucking put a, just a naked battery in my pocket with my keys. Just yeah. fucking think and use your fucking brain. And if you don't, then you deserve everything you get. Shut up and don't bitch about it. Yeah. If you put a <laughs> loose battery in your pocket... It'll blow your cock yeah. off. Well, no, if you're going to do that, why not just fill your pockets with ra- like razor blades as well while you're at it? Both are just as retarded and dangerous. Exactly. Right, so that's that's my rant. I'm sorry that I got like really heavy and just me stuttering over my words, but I was just so incensed, so incensed with such seething fucking rage. Rage! And I'm calm to... now. I'm calm now. <laughs> the wonderful calming I'm gonna world. Gonna go worship Cthulhu. Yeah. The wonderful calming world of Brexit. Oh yeah. So there's been some. There's been some. Uh, like obviously, there's been some developments in the whole Brexit thing over here. So for, the, for those that you don't know, uh, we England voted because. Uh, uh, no. to leave the European Union there was a referendum held the, the vote swung to leave the European Union but recently there's been a court case brought which uh, says that the, the gist of the court case actually I have a really good piece on this uh, the gist of the court case is basically that Parliament don't have oh sorry the, the Tory government don't have the right to uh, trigger Article 50 without it going through Parliament yeah which is which is right it's completely right. So, um, the big thing, really, off the back of this, so the, the court case was ruled that, uh, yes, this is the case. So, that basically, the uh, the tr- decision to trigger Article 50, the Lisbon Treaties, leave the European Union, now has to be passed through pa- the Houses of Parliament. Uh, I mean, they're going to uh, try and appeal the, the, the judge's ruling and get it overturned whether it does or not. I don't think it's going to stop us leaving the EU now. I think we're past that point of no return because I don't know if the EU would... You know, they're, they're already pissed off because we've taken so long. So I don't know if it will stop. I, I think it will get passed in Parliament, but it at least means that now Theresa May and her fucking cartoon cla- um, car of idiots has to actually put forward a plan and make that plan known and be held accountable. Yeah. But... um the, the big thing, is, I suppose, has been the backlash in the media. Yeah. Which has been horrific, and it's made me really, really fucking sick to my stomach to be part of this country. It's just, like, it's been fascist news well, media. Especially, well, the, the Tory papers have been. Well, I'm sorry, like, the Daily Mail, the Sun, the Daily Express, I'm looking at their three headlines in front of me. All horrifically right You've got the Tory picture papers. of the, yeah, you've got the picture of the three judges <laughs> on the Daily Mail cover with enemies of the people as the headline. You, um, on the Daily Express, you've got the Union Jack background with the text, we must get out of the EU blazoned across at least 90% of the page with just a small bit of underneath. And the Sun, the Sun are the most criminal in all of this, just outright fascist fucking hate. So they've got a picture of Gina Miller, who's the lawyer that brought the case uh, yeah. to the court. I've got a picture of her on the front, and it says, "Who do you think you? Who do EU think that you are?" Which is just, I 
but the worst part of this entire thing is she's uh um I'm not sure what nationality she actually is. Uh, she's non-Caucasian. She's, I think she looks Asian, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but they have the sun have gone out of their way to actually the darken the color of her skin on the front of their paper, which is depressing on so many levels because it's depressing that a they felt that they need to do that. B the fact that they thought in doing that it would make a difference and see the fact that in doing that it probably has made a difference to the people that read that fucking paper yeah. and why what, what uh, the rage is coming back so hard now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like oh my god I want to fight someone I just want to fucking take Polly like I was watching um, Have I Got News For You the other night yeah oh quick fucking sidebar Corey fucking from Slipknot was on QI last night. Yeah, he's been on um, No Such Thing as a Fish a couple of times. I was, I, he was sat next to Ross Noble. Corey from Slipknot was sat next to Ross Noble. I didn't actually watch the episode, but um, it's really funny. I was like, he's been on um, No Such Thing as a Fish, which is the QILs podcast. Uh, okay, I did, like, yeah, he was how the, the hell did that even come about? Um, I think he's, he loves the show. And, um, like I say, he brought his own fact to... Like, he was one of the actual people doing the facts on... Oh, that's brilliant. Fish. I think it was the 100th episode. Oh, that's really uh, cool. He was actually on their... They released an album of their first series, and an episode with him was the bonus track, which was never aired. <laughs> cool. That's really cool. Like, I, like, I was really excited. I mean, I'd had a bit of a talk, and I was just sat back watching that, because it was on After Hour, I got news for you. And it was just twisting my melon, man. I was just like, why is Corey from Slipknot on fucking... What? What? They've got a new host now as well, haven't they? Yeah, um, she's actually really good. Uh, Sandy Tosvig. Yeah, she's really funny. Really, she's a good replacement. Replace a gay man with a gay woman. She's fucking great. She's really funny. I'm not making a... I'm not having a jibe about that. It's No, I wasn't wasn't sure because, you know, I mean, Stephen Fry on QI has been a British institution for God knows how long. So I was just like, oh, don't like change, don't like change. But no, man. Um, For those that you don't know, QI is a British kind of celebrity quiz show where it's just incredibly over over obscure factoids yeah and things that you think are true but aren't yeah it's really cool it's really funny it's generally panels of comedian like four comedians plus the host um Anyway, back to uh, back to the rage now that that, that cheered me up a little bit but back to the rage so yeah I was watching um, Have I Got News For You uh, last night Oh, was it last night? Or, yeah, it might have been last night. Um, and you just generally realise that they had one of the Tory MPs on there, uh, some loath from, loath, loathsome, chinless little fuckwit. I don't know, they're all loathsome, chinless little fuckwits. But um, our our political class, our, the, our politicians are literally jokes they are buffoons of the highest order Uh, our entire political system is in such disarray and it's just it it's it should be funny it should be funny but you realise actually it's just so depressing so that's the reason Corbyn's been doing so well in the like in the Labour Party elections it's like each time they try to oust him it's like no because 
he's what the people want. Yeah, proper, he is what the people want. But the problem is, the Labour Party is in such a fucking fractured, disarrayed state now. It's yeah. I, I, you know, I believe in Corbyn. I believe in the policies and the message that he puts forward. He's proper but, old school Labour. But <clears throat> I don't think the Labour Party needs to break and fracture into two now, because you, you're going to have the new Labour. Blairites that are Tory light, and then you'll have actual Labour. Yeah, but the issue with that is, if that happens, then there's not. Then we'll literally just have the Tory party, and then loads of small parties. Yeah, and we're fucked. We'll be fucked. Yeah. Well, I, if, yeah, anyway, if, if it, it depends, I suppose if uh, Theresa May calls a snap election, she fucking won't. She, uh, I, she, I don't, I don't, I think she'd win still, but I don't know because. I'd be really scared if she called a snap election about what the percentage of UKIP would get. Yeah. Because I think they would probably end up getting more seats. And that's that's just a terrifying thought in itself because there's yeah. not a sensible person in UKIP. They're all fucking complete asshats. Yeah. It's just, uh, oh, this country's just heading to a really nasty, really anti-everything, just fucking racist, fascist country. Speaking of elections that are leading to that. Oh god. Well, uh, just before we just before we move on actually uh yeah. to the to the other political farce on the other side of the world. Um I did come across a um a really good little Q&A article type thing on um fullfacts.com or .org. Um, again, I'll link to this. And it's just something that I wish everyone everyone would read around the Brexit court case, especially those fucking racist, bigoted fucks. Like, I had to remove, unfriend, and report my godfather because he fucking posted on Facebook that Gina Miller deserved a double tap to the head. I was just like, I'm not... I, I'm, just, I'm fucking... No. Fucking hell. So I'm just like, fucking no. Anyway, um... So it's yeah, it's the asphalt fact Brexit in court. Um, so it's quite a, a nice simplistic article that gives you the you know the basic facts about what's happening with this Brexit court case. So the first question is, what do you mean Brexit in court? Uh, the answer: A number of different people are challenging the way in which the Prime Minister plans to implement the referendum vote to leave the European Union. These different legal actions have now resolved themselves into two main cases. One is about where the Parliament needs to pass legislation before the UK can leave. The other is about the effect on devolved governments. Why are why two different cases? One is in England, the other in Northern Ireland. They have separate high courts. The second case involves uh, some arguments specific to Northern Ireland, such as contention that the province should have to agree to Brexit because of the Good Friday Agreement. The High Court in Belfast reportedly wanted to make sure that the regional angle got a hearing. It put the issue being debated in the English case on hold. <clears throat> Sorry, reading from text like this is always really hard when you're baked. Yeah. It's really hard. So I think I'd do a pretty good job. Anyway, um, isn't that one about trying to stop us leaving the EU? Not directly. And this is the thing, it's not. It's like all this fucking... Uh, anyway, not directly. The lawyers in the English case say that that's not the motive. They're arguing that the government can't make the decision to take us out of the EU on its own. Instead, they want the courts to declare that MPs and members of the Houses of Lords have the authority have to authorise it first. 
Hang on, isn't the decision to leave the EU, EU already been taken? People have voted for it, although only a minority in Northern Ireland and Scotland, but the referendum wasn't legally binding. Formally, nothing has changed. We're still a member of the EU, and the government has not yet triggered the process of leaving. We only begin that process when we inform the EU that the decision has been taken. In By invoking Article 50 of the Lisbon Treaty, right? Actually, it's Article 50 of the Treaty on the European Union, but yes, according to the Article f Article 50, a country that wants to leave the EU has nothing has to uh, words has to notify the European Council, which is made up of government leaders that kicks off a period of negotiation on unwinding the country's membership, which is a complex business. So, it's up to the prime minister to do that. That's what the government lawyers think, and plenty of other legal experts as well. But equally, respected lawyers disagree, saying that Parliament would have to authorise the use of Article 50 by passing legislation. Now the courts will have to decide. And let me just take a, a minor little beverage break there. <laughs> to be honest, I'm probably not going to go through the rest of the, the article. That kind of covers the main bit, so I won't yeah. do it. But I'll, I'll post a link to the full thing. Because I'm sure you don't want to hear me listen to just rabbiting off that stuff. Rudy rabbit, 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 rabbit. Um, so yeah, it's a really good piece, and it just it's it's a it's really nice, and it's not overly wordy, and it just gives you the bare bones, basic facts. It gives you the starting point for an informed discussion and decision, which is just something that our generation seems to really be lacking now. Um, it's. It's kind of sad, actually, that that discussions now, and especially in mainstream media, are never they're never really about the facts. They're about the source of the facts, or yeah. you know, no one can ever agree on just base level facts anymore. So the discussion never really gets past the first hurdle. Um, no, there is no unbiased source of news unless you are there watching it yourself. Yeah, completely. Anyway, you get your news has got some sort of filter whether it be to your personal political views or against your personal political views completely I mean like BBC news in this country horrifically Tory always very very pro-Tory very anti-Corbyn very anti-Labour yep and just so happens one of the main members of their board is Tory uh, and a lot of the f people who are on the board are Tory voters who are personal friends with Tory MPs. Oh, yeah. So it's just like, we'll look after our friends. Yay. Click. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt, that hurt, that hurt. I just wanged my shit so very hard. Not literally his shit. His knee. Yeah, I just wanged my knee against my uh, TV cabinet right on the corner so very fucking hard. It just it's bust the skin. I just like... Hopefully the microphone... This is the things that I go crack. through to give you this podcast, people. Hope you appreciate it. God damn it! The section will be edited out, but it, yeah, it well, might, you might make it into an outtake depending yeah. on what's in there. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, the crack. <laughs> oh fucking hell! That crunk was so harsh. <laughs> Such a loud thack. Oh man! So from from one fucking nasty crunk to another, Donald Trump. He's an asshole. <sighs> So we've got the America at the time of recording this. The American elections are 
It's Tuesday, isn't it? So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Well, three, three days, days away. We're about three days away 8th from the November. Eighth of November. Vote, um, vote, 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 vote for anyone but Trump. Like anyone but Trump. I under so I, there's a lot of things going on over there at the moment. So I, in terms of, I'm talking about third party candidates here. I don't like either of the political lead, the party leaders for either libertarian or green. Hmm. I don't necessarily agree with libertarian policy. Green would be the one identified with the most, but I do think Jill Stein is a bit of a new age, bit too new age hippie. Mm. She's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, and she is a physician as well. Like, she is a trained medical professional, which makes that even worse. Oh, my God. Fuck. Yeah. So, Fuck like, off. I but in terms of Green Party, general Green Party politics, um, and I, I, you know, I, 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 I believe they're probably the, 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 the political party that I would identify with the most of the American available, those available in America that actually have even, are even credible, basically. Um, and I was, so there's been a lot of shit going on in the news about, uh, or just a, a lot of campaigns which are uh, encouraging people to not vote for third party candidates just and vote for Hillary just to make sure Trump doesn't get in. Yeah. Now, I understand that because I understand the fear of Trump because God, a world with Trump as the president of the United States is just a world that I want no fucking part of. <laughs> um, idiosync- was it idiosyncrasy or idiot? No, idiocracy. I was going to say, but um, I also think that there is a there is a reason to vote for third parties because I d- neither of them are going to win. Let's let's be blunt and honest about that now, but. If they receive, if uh, any of the third party receive uh, above a certain threshold of votes, and I'm not sure what that threshold is, they receive uh, com- uh, funding from the government towards their next political campaign. Yeah. So, in that sense, in terms of just, all right, you're not going to get them in, you're not going to get a viable alternative this time round. But I think at this point, we have to also look at what we're going to do in four years' time. Yeah. I mean, if Trump gets in, he'll probably get rid of elections altogether and become master overlord of America. If Trump gets in, the world will probably Sorry, be it won't be, it won't be called the United States of America anymore, just in the United States of Trump. Yeah, the Trump... Trump of- countries. We make good countries. <laughs> make Trump great again. Uh, he does great. He grates on my soul. The American Trump of Trump. Well, the United Trump States. is great. The United Trump of Trump. <laughs> um, what does Trump Trump but yeah Trump? the election the election that's gone over there has just been a complete fucking farce I mean we can't talk our political system is equally like in fact we're one step ahead of America we did the stupid thing yeah they're, they're just on the precipice of doing the stupid thing so please America don't do the fucking stupid thing vote vermin supreme <laughs> if you want a pony vote vermin supreme oh yeah I know he'll give ponies to everyone ponies for everyone um He's also going to put a lot of funding into time travel and go back and kill the infant Hitler with his bare hands. I think that was from the previous election, not this election. They said that, but well, you know, it's it's something to aim for. Yeah, yeah. That's a politician I can put my faith in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing is terrifying. I mean, 
obviously Trump took a massive hit with uh, regards to the sexism, uh, fucking downright rapey talk that came out uh, about, you know, just grab him by the pussy, grab him by the pussy, grab him by the pussy, grab him by the pussy. Okay. Yeah. Lost his mind. So, uh, sorry. I'm just. I'm still reeling from the pain. <laughs> it's making me go a bit loopy. Like seriously, I I, I hit my knee so hard that I was like, "Ooh, there's a bit of a rush." Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So he took a massive hit in the in the the polls for whatever the fuck they're worth. Um. Off that, but then with the resurgence of the email scandal and that, he's yeah. kind of recovered some. I think he's still trailing slightly, but all it takes is one swing state. And Paul's just fuck all. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't worry too much because let's be brutally honest: the Democrats already proved at the DNC that they know how to rig an election, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yes, but with George Bush, so do the Republicans. Well, that's true. It's uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't even want to hedge any bets on it at this point. It's it's just any little thing could come out of the eleventh hour. I mean, there's been some articles online that I've been reading where they're they're saying, oh, terrorist cyber te- cyber terror attacks could uh, sway the election. They're they're anticipating a lot of a lot of misinformation being surfaced like at the eleventh hour yeah. by cyber terrorists or the opposition. Um, uh, they're also like, oh, you know, the the cyber hackers could uh, can hack our voting booths and rig the election. It's like, no, you do that yourselves. You don't need them. Yeah, it's uh, like for a for a country as prominent and as powerful as it is on the world stage, I just don't even understand it. It's like I was saying earlier. I very much believe that. Um, we are living through the end times of this particular global status quo, if you like. Yeah. So, you know, it's akin to the the last breath, last grasp, and death rattles of the Roman Empire. It, yeah. We're heading towards a, a social paradigm shift, the likes that haven't been seen really since the First World War. Yeah, man. It's, you know, we might not see the culmination of it in our lifetimes because these things, whereas if you look at back at them, look back at them in terms of a historical thing, they seem to happen in a relatively short period of time, but it tends to be a generation or so. Yeah, it's just kind of terrifying to think that the person who's going to be sitting in front of that big red button is either going to be an absolutely insane, bright orange man with plastic hair. Well, a reality TV star with plastic hair who is absolutely batshit crazy and his idea on foreign policy is build a wall, shoot them all, basically. Or build a wall, shoot them all. <laughs> a woman. Um, <laughs> not, not on the same day as a woman, that's the point of it. Or, or a woman who seems to have the heart of a cold I think, killer. like... That's just the cold, dead heart of a killer sitting there and just like... But, well, I think, I think, I think Hillary, I, I, you know, she's not a great political candidate by any means. She, I think the biggest problem is she's just more of the same status quo. And, you know, the second she gets into power, if she wins, 
the Dem the Republicans are going to block her at every turn in Congress. We're going to be have the same thing we had with Obama administration. Obama administration in the you know the Republicans will just cock block for four years, yeah. or eight years. You could have had lovely socialized health care. Fucking yeah. Well, we're not going to have that for much longer. Jesus. Second second we're out of the EU, we can kiss that shit goodbye because uh, yep. you know Jeremy cunt. Oh, God, Basically, the world is just fucked politically. The thing that pisses me off so much with Theresa May and Jeremy Hunt is how she said, I believe he did a really good job looking after the um, NHS and is still doing a good job looking after the NHS. It's like, no, this is the guy who wrote a book about how to dismantle the NHS. Go fuck yourself. Is he doing a good job looking after it? He's an absolute twit. Oh, oh, he really is. He's just the biggest. He is a penis. I will I will bring back your terminology. He is a penis. Um but yeah, the world is just in such a complete shit show of a state at the moment. It's boggles the mind. It's you know, it's that old Chinese fucking proverb, isn't it? May you live in interesting times. It's like, yeah, it's fucking interesting, but damn it's depressing and terrifying in equal measure. Oh gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like when historians in whatever a hundred years time look back on this, they're just gonna be like, "Well, these people were fucking dumb. These people were really fucking dumb." <laughs> we basically, we're gonna be looked back on like the people like looking back on um 1930s world. Why did no one do anything about that guy Hitler then? Yeah, or you know, <laughs> and that's the scary fucking thing. It is. It's like you know. You look at Theresa May's speech uh, to the Tory conference and the parallels that could be drawn against Hitler's speeches. It's just... We are heading down this really nasty fascist path and it's just oh, yeah. the most disgusting thing. You know, I've never been an overly patriotic person. Uh, you know, but I've never really hated my country either. I've been like, yeah, we've got our, we've got our bad side. We've got our downside. But every country does. But, yeah. you know, generally speaking, we're a forward-thinking, fairly progressive country, actually. Yeah. We've, you know, we're a bit slow on the uptake on certain things, but... Legalising marijuana. Fucking, oh, so dumb. So dumb. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's... We're generally... But, no, actually, no, no, we're not. We're not. We are literally the most racist, bigoted country that I feared, you know. The, oh, what yeah. I thought was a kind of isolated, oh, you know, something... Maybe a bit more to the north of the country some in some respects. <clears throat> and that's not me slagging the north off. I am northern. I mean, but... Uh, no, if no, it's tell. just rampant, rampant, horrible, vile racism everywhere. Yeah, if you couldn't tell by now that Kyle is northern, then there's something very well. Wrong people, our US listeners might not know the difference really. <laughs> no, no, because I mean, you know, fucking London's right yeah, next but to you Manchester. You don't speak the Queen's English, boy. I don't. I don't. I speak proper English. You <laughs> read proper English, mate. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's, I think we've, we've been a bit of a right downer of an episode. Sorry, it's just yeah. a, it's, you know, this 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 episode reflects the current climbs of our country, I think. Yeah. So if you're feeling sad, press pause, go to YouTube and search for cute kittens being silly and just watch that and then yeah. come back. Yeah. That'll cheer you up a little bit. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it has just been. A, it's just a real. It's a real downer at the moment, generally across the Aye. globe. But uh, on to, on to let's, let's look at fun things. Um, 
What's what's new? What's new in media world? Uh, well, so, it's obviously the new series of Ruby, which I have not started watching yet. I watched the first episode of. Um, they've really upped the animation game again. Oh, one thing I was really pissed off about. I found out. Um, I was listening to the Rooster Teeth. No, the um, it's a Barbara Dunkerman's own podcast. Oh yeah, I was listening to that, and I was thinking about going to MCM this year, but decided against it. The entire Ruby cast was there. Well, at least Team Ruby was there. Oh. Because <laughs> they're telling a story oh. about... Um, I think it, Actually, I think it was on the Rooster Teeth one, where basically you're telling a story about how when they're in London, um, one of them got really drunk and threw up on the side of the Uber they were in. And then like the other three <laughs> of them were cleaning up while the other one went to the room. And one of them, while they're cleaning it with the wet wipes the driver had, just went, Team Ruby! <laughs> Brilliant. <So. laughs> um... So yeah, I, I watched the first episode. Like I said, I'm not going to give away any spoilers or anything, but uh, there's not much to spoil. But uh, yeah, it picks up with um, Team Junior or whatever they're called. Junior. Uh, no, no, Junior. It's because it's Jacques, uh, Ruby. Oh, because obviously, yeah, there's only. Because um, Yang's staying at home. With yeah. Uh, basically, it's all of Team Juniper and Ruby. Apart from Pira, obviously. Oh yeah, Pira's dead. Yeah, that's sad. It's really sad. It's really sad. It's really sad, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's shaping up to be really good. There's some bigger things that are being revealed. Um, and I think it, we're going to start to see... I think this is going to be... I was saying to Naomi, I think this is going to be um, the volume that is their Order of the Phoenix. It's the yeah. one where things start to be completely explained and the overall... The, the, the grand the plan plot the overarching plot is going to be over, like start to be revealed in this episode yeah. in this volume rather um, and I think it's going to be good. and like I say the animation oh, so good so good fight scenes just the best choreography um, also I, actually on the anime front I started watching uh, a new anime the other day called Black Bullet yeah yeah it's quite fun actually um <clears throat> <clears throat> Just punch the microphone. Um, yeah, it's uh, premises. There was uh, an invasion of a biological entity. I'm not sure if it's an invasion, but they're basically these things called the Gastria. 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 Can't put a link up because it's another word he can't pronounce. Yeah, I'll put the link up to Black Bullet on Black Bullet on Country Roll. Country Roll. Um, but yes, know? it's uh, these things. So they they're like a. They have various forms, insects, or they, they parody uh, life forms on the planet, but just bigger. Yeah. And um, they, if they bite you, you get infected with the gastria vitivirus and you turn into one of them and it just rips you apart from the inside type thing. Lovely. But the, uh, during the initial invasion, there were um, some mothers that were infected with the virus uh, before they changed, they gave birth to children who have got the virus in their DNA and they're like super... They're all young... Oh, this is where it gets Japanese. They're all <laughs> young girls of 10 or less, and they're all superhero-powered sniper. Uh, uh, yeah. It's actually really good, though. Yeah, uh, but the story, Japan uh, yeah, Japan. It's, you've got Yeah, you've kind of got to accept that. If you get into anime, you've got to accept that aspect of, the you know, anime is anime. But it's actually really good. The characterization's really good. The storyline's really good. So the, it's set up after the first Gastrial War. Uh, each of the surviving, like, areas of the world are surrounded by these giant monoliths made out of a particular metal, which is the only metal that can damage them and repulses them. Um, 
and it follows the you have the civil officers which uh basically they fight the australia that managed to make it into the city and yeah. generally deal with anything related to that and they each civil officer has uh it is a pairing of one of these superpower girls and uh a, a young an adult type person and it so follows I. it follows on the story of one of these civil officer duos and it's just really good i'd strongly recommend it i'm not doing it justice uh the <laughs> animation quality is really nice um i've actually been sessioning a lot of anime and crunchyroll it's just easy to do yeah. there's so much good anime on there and there is some really bad ones as well like stick play of um quadilla code Cordelia Code or whatever it's called it's got a fantastic soundtrack but the anime's a bit hit and miss and also uh, Taboo Tattoo was terrible it was it's had real promise but just completely broken storyline that just rushed through and it didn't feel like anything in particular it just felt yeah. really disjointed and a bit meh um, I tell you what did Rudge 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 uh, Watch my Scientology movie Yeah The Louis Theroux documentary Still not watch that actually isn't it? Uh, I've got it If you want it um, It's interesting So It starts off With him Basically he wants to get Inside Scientology But can't So he decides to Recreate Some of the events Oh yeah Because he meets a guy Who was formerly A high up he's, he's, of, He speaks well, He speaks to a lot of people From the uh, yeah. Sea Org yeah, because I, well, I heard um, him on the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm. As well, the recent one, Louis Three, he's actually talking all about this documentary in it. It sounds like it's really, really good. It's actually, it is really interesting. It's terrifying a lot. Um, Scientology, man, they come after you hard, like real hard. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's quite it's quite. There isn't obviously so it discusses a lot about some of the things that have happened in Scientology, like within the Scientology compounds and so on, and um, uh, like I say, they, they've got people that were there helping them to recreate them. They go through this whole uh, phase of casting uh, version of David Miscavige, the leader of um, yeah. Scientology. It's it's really interesting. The guy who he does most of the work with, uh, who was like basically the head enforcer for them he's a little bit intense a little bit fucking insane whoa i mean obviously you would be after being in there and it's like shows you how his life was ruined by them i mean there's bits where he goes gets off at an airport and he's there's people from scientology churches waiting kind of hounding him with cameras and stuff and constantly they're sending people to film them while they're filming yeah. their documentary and stuff it's really really good it's really entertaining it's not as in-depth and as thought-provoking maybe as some of uh louis Thu's documentaries are but i think that's partially just because he couldn't get the access that he would normally have had yeah to to produce something like that so i think in lieu of that. this is actually a really interesting uh project for him i i, I did enjoy it i yeah. would recommend it definitely shit well tommy okay um yeah i think uh we're probably going to take a break now and um come back and then wrap up the last section yeah uh, and uh so i'm going to go got got things to do we're actually doing this during the daytime it's not 4 a.m. Well, it's, it's dark outside now well it's britain it's yeah. winter of course well, it's it winter and we're we're back into Greenwich Mean Time as I also UTC bitches that's right UTC is GMT yep boom um yeah so it's now completely 
dark outside and the sun has set. <laughs> but it's yeah. not four in the morning. No. Woo! No. And I'm going to see Doctor Strange after this. And I'm going to go chill out with my dog because it's also bonfire night. Yay. Yeah. Which means there's fireworks going off. Yeah. All fucking night. And my dog will be going absolutely spare. So he tends to chill out a bit more if I just got chatting yeah. with him. So. Yeah. I remember him being very tetchy yeah uh, which is fair enough like, yeah it's terrifying <laughs> it's, a loud, it's a loud noise coming from my side anyway yeah we're, we're gonna break off and we will be back shortly to uh, bring this rambling session to a close and yep. uh, yeah we'll uh, See speak you soon. to you soon vaping gaming movies politics you name it we waffle about it rambling vapors a podcast about things. We're back a doodle do. Hello again. I just said back a doodle do. You did. Well, uh, that's terrible. You are terrible. <laughs> I try. I try. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we're back to do our little closey segment that we like to do to keep yep. everything in you know some kind of order and give us excuses to stop for a spliff. You know. Yep. Cheeky cheeky toke toke. Because we have a ball stone type. Might be, might might do a cheeky Nando's. Oh. <sighs> See, I like the food in Nando's. I just don't like the system. No, no. <coughs> Although I do like the infinite refills on uh, soft, soft drinks. drinks. Yeah, but the thing that pisses me off about the place is, don't call yourself a restaurant if I have to go to the fucking bar and place an order. You're just a glorified pub. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, so. completely. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. the, I, I suppose the one thing, good thing about it is, like, you never have that, oh, should we get the bill thing. True, you've already paid. <laughs> yeah, it's, I kind of like that part of it. Um, but might do that, might do Five Guys. <sighs> Five Guys, great burger. Nine's and buffet, though, man. Nine's buffet. Good yeah, yeah. Foods. Actually, the buffet. Yeah, the buffet. Yeah. Actually, yeah. All you can eat buffet sounds good because, you know, buffet. munchies. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, okay. we're going to wrap up and do a little bit of... Uh, uh, want to talk a little bit about gaming because we've yeah, both we've been, been playing some new things. And Yeah, man. I've, so, um, Civ6. Yeah. I I haven't played it yet because I'm saving for my holiday to Marrakesh. So I am going to be buying it as soon as we get back, though, because oh, I'm chomping at the bit. Oh, man. I, I initially was holding out for a bit. So, you know, I'll be cheap in the sale. I'll get it then. I'll get it then. It's like, dude, just, just, you know, you're going to crack. Just buy it now, you fucker. So I've bought it because I knew I was going to crack any sometime soon. So I'm like, yeah. well, might as well take this crack now. Yeah, I, I, I'm so, I've been so close to cracking se- several times. I mean, Civ is like our fucking like our lifeblood. We all, all of our little gaming group are pretty hardcore, not hardcore, but we're pretty into Civ. Oh, like we yeah. always we we play a lot of LAN parties, and it's just the best LAN party game by a country oh, yeah. mile. Never trust Ian. That's what that's what that's what is that that's actually what it's from. It's playing Civ. Is you never trust Ian. Never trust Ian. That and uh, Trouble and Terrace Town as well. Or you, well, no, just in general, never trust Ian. Yeah, if he's DMing your story, he's going to do something. Never trust him. Never, never trust Ian. He's too wily, and oh, tricksty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm playing, played a bit of that. So put in a few hours last night with um, uh, Dave Glover and um, a guy called James. It's for our little uh, gaming group. We've got a, I say little, it's quite Oh, and Lolly as well. Lolly yeah, in. we've got a, a group on Facebook where a load of us just get together and game online. I probably am not as active as I would like to be, just work and shit. But yeah, uh, yeah we, we, there's about 40 of us in there now, isn't there? There's a shit ton of us. It's like some, a lot of, of people aren't, are non-active members. They're in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm semi-active. Like, you know, I'm, I'm around I've, for the big things. So I've added one of my mates on there. He's... Well, it's like I've got I've got window from work on there, but he's not that active. But you know, yeah, 
Um, so yeah, um, I, I've been playing a couple of new bits and pieces as well. Um, I've been playing, uh, Duelist, which, uh, I saw James Port now, uh, playing on Extra Play, um, the, part of the Extra Credits, uh, guys. Um, in fact, he's the main Extra Credits guy other than Dan, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a really cool CCG, uh, so collectible card game. Um, kind of, you know, it's, uh, free to play model kind of similar you know you, you free to play you just buy packs and you can earn the gold to buy packs in game and there are other ways to acquire cards so you don't have to put any money into it if you don't no. want to but you know you normally do if you get into them I've not yet because I'm still learning massively in the learning phase but the, the, the interesting part about this um, CCG is that instead of playing out like a standard card game like Magic or Hearthstone or anything like that where you just play cards and they, it's actually a tactics game so you have your hero who appears on a board like a, a checkboard type squares of stuff that you can move around and when you play your cards they either have effects or summon minions on that board to fight for you now your general can fight um and can do two damage and you've got a health of 25 and the objective is to kill the opponent opposing yeah. general um and it's really <coughs> interesting there's lots of different factions that have multiple generals within them and they have different play styles and um it adds a whole new dimension to the play because you're not only thinking about the structure of your deck and things like your mana curve and what are the most cost-efficient cards and what's the overall aim of your deck. You also have to factor in things like positional play. Um, and um, there are cards in the deck that affect position, like there are cards that pull enemies to you or yeah. allow you to move enemies and things. So it, it is very, very cool. And it's got a really, really funky pixel art art style, kind of like um, old school Nezzy type pixel art. It's oh. really cool. It looks it looks phenomenal. It's really, really nice production values um, across the board, really. Um, I strongly recommend it. If you're into your... I'd like it. The combat is kind of slightly Final Fantasy Tactics type thing. Um, but yeah, if you're into your card games and you like deck building, <coughs> I'd strongly recommend checking out Duelist. I mean, it's free to play, so you yeah. have nothing to lose. And it's it's an interesting take on the formula. It's something that you don't, you know, it's something a bit different from the normal standard yeah. card game. And don't get me wrong, I love my CCGs. Yeah. And jumping from a free to play pixel art game onto an incredibly expensive incredibly game that expensive. I've been playing recently Battlefield 1 incredibly expensive I can't so expensive 105 pounds for the full fucking for premium. the full season pass premium yeah oh. I, I went for the the, the mid range um, get me some of them battle packs oh yeah boy um, so yeah I've been playing that I again played that for the first time last night and it's getting it's horrible horrible EA claws into me like Battlefield 4 did <laughs> and Battlefield 3 before that did and like Battlefield Bad Company 2 did see that. Battlefield Bad Company 2 was the last Battlefield that I actually played anything close to seriously uh, see, I've, I've been, I think it's it's still my favourite the only one in the series I only played the beta of and didn't like was what? Hardline Oh yeah, I yeah, I did not get on with Hardline whatsoever. I never heard really good things about it. To be fair, no. Whereas, um, I mean, it's Bad Company Two that I hold my record for sniper shot. Yeah, that was beautiful. One thousand five hundred meter. Nice. 
The guy was running and jumping. <laughs> and headshot. So Brilliant. The, the bonuses I got on that shot, because I've got the um, range bonus, which is a point per meter. Um, marksman bonus for the headshot. And bonuses as well for it being moving target. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, man, I just... I creamed my pants when I pulled that shot off. <laughs> it was insane. But um, yeah, Battlefield 1 is actually surprisingly fun. Yeah. Um, it look, I will say it looks jaw-dropping. Yeah. And it's incredibly fun to use the anti-tank rocket um, gun mm-hmm. against uh, human targets. You have to be prone to use it. But basically, it means the assault class could technically work as a highly destructive sniper wow. because you're launching anti-tank rockets at people so if there's a group of people like holding out in a bunker and you've got a ra- you've got a shot on it kaboom <laughs> it's so much fun oh did you see the um, just slight off topic do you see the uh, demolition ranch he's got a grenade launcher oh uh, is that the uh, can launcher no, it's an actual grenade launcher. Shit. Yeah, and it's one that can be uh, mounted as an underslung one on an AR. Oh, no, I have not seen that one. I've seen the one where he's um, got an adapter that you put onto the front, like a barrel for the AR. No, 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 this is an actual grenade launcher, but he's only one? got non-lethal projectiles yeah. for it. Have you seen the, the yeah, can yeah. one? Have you seen it when they he gets together with some guys and they put together a thing that's basically, it's can at the bottom, then a spike coming off it with a Bowie knife on the end. Yep. And they're just like shooting that about. It's like, you guys are fucking crazy. Yeah. All the four chain, uh, four yeah. shotguns thing. Oh, oh man. Um, but yeah, uh, other games that I've been playing, um, it's not actually been that much. I played, like I say, I played a lot of Duelist. I'm still, uh, still actually playing through Pokemon, uh, Y, which is, um, great. I, I'm, although I need to hurry up because the next Pokemon is out soon. Pokemon Moon and Sun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just fucking love, I love my Pokemon. I, I am not a Pokemon Go player either. Nintendo are like, making so much bank off of people playing the old, well, getting the old Pokemon games again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Like they are people like playing Pokemon Go, and then when they had the whole shabuckle about the fucking tracker, a lot of people stopped playing that and were like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to buy myself a DS and play Pokemon that I can just play anywhere I am. Needless to have, don't have to be connected to a network. And I've actually got a storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, the games are great. Like, if they're not, like, especially challenging at all, in fact, because all yeah, you need to do, once you get a Pokemon to, um, like, a certain level, you just did one, you're just one hitting stuff. Like, basically, once you get to about level 60, you're very rarely going to get taken out. Even, like, by the time I got to the Elite Four in Pokemon Omega Ruby, I. I, I was just one hitting them. I was like level 100, like maxed out. And it was just like, yeah, no, this is. So as long as you, the basic thing is, as long as you never skip a battle, you'll just over level like a motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, um, one thing I'd love to try and find is, um, I don't know if I st- even still have it. My Game Boy Color and uh, Pokemon Yellow. Yeah. Uh, Man, I used to love that. I used to play that all the time. Yeah, I, I wish, I, 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 wish, well, I, wish the, I could find it if I still have it. The original Pokemon games I played the shit out of. I had Excuse like me. I actually got um, a Mew in the original Pokemon uh, Red and Blue. Nice, because um, uh, a friend of mine at school went to uh, like this convention thing where they were giving it away you connected your Game Boy up and they downloaded it into the game oh, and nice. that was back when you could do the clone 
thing where you switch you you had it linked by the link cable and you switched one off and they got to keep it and you got a copy um yeah so i he he came in and was copying you for everyone uh, early duping yeah um uh, so yeah i've been playing that and um I think that's really all I've been doing. Still been just playing through Dark Souls 2 a bit more. Um, there is a really cool thing that you can do with Pokemon, uh, which I'm thinking about doing, is the Nuzlocke Challenge. <clears throat> so the Nuzlocke Challenge is where you only get the first Pokemon you encounter in any new zone. You get one attempt to try and catch it, mm-hmm. and that's the only Pokemon you can get from that zone. You... <clears throat> you... If a Pokemon faints, you have to treat it as dead and release it. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically the, 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 the way through. So it's really, wow. it adds quite a lot of tension to it. Um, because you get such a limited selection of Pokemon, everyone yeah. matters and stuff. It's quite, yeah, I watched, there's a play, th- a guy doing one of the extra credits guys doing a playthrough on extra play, uh, Dan Jones. It's yeah, it's really entertaining. He's like he gets these Pokemon's like I don't fucking want this, but by the end he's like, oh no, because <laughs> oh, they all they all so matter so much. But, um, I just started playing um, Skyrim Enhanced Edition. Oh yeah, is it any good? Yeah. It's, what's what's the difference really? Cause, I mean, Skyrim is already a pretty good looking game for the most basically, part. Basically, um, what they've done is what I already had done to my original Skyrim, which was um, put on all the HD mods. Okay, so it just looks so much cleaner. There's a few. There's a bit glitchy in places where it's not gone on quite so cleanly, but it's still a really fun game. I basically started a whole new character. Nice. Basically, I thought, fuck it, I'm not even going to bother importing my save. I'm just going to go boom, start from fresh. So I'm running around as a Nord woman at the moment. <laughs> cool. Um, but I'm very tempted because on my previous game, I completed through as a um. <laughs> Dark Elf. Yeah. Um, and I was also playing through with a um, character that I discovered on, I think, probably either Reddit or possibly 4chan, um, which is Punchcat. Actually, no, it was my mate um, Tom pointed out to me. Punchcat is on Reddit. Um, basically, what it is, is you create... Just, just my knee still fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you create a Khajiit character. Um name is obviously punch cat uh the only rules are basically you cannot use any weapon so you are constantly just you can only punch things <laughs> punch cat does not need a shield punch cat will block punches with punches <laughs> um yeah and the only spell you're allowed to use is like i think self-healing right so, but literally, it's just like, you have to punch everything. So, you, you're you fighting a dragon, you are punching it. God, can yeah. you actually stat up to actually do that? Uh, there is a, um, a, there is a bare-fisted statting, so you can just work on fighting. So. Interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll, Give it a shot, man. Try yeah, and play, try and play Punch Cat. Yeah, I might do. <laughs> right, I, yeah, so... Anyway, we should probably start wrapping up. Yeah, we should. Like, yeah. short thing, need to get cinema and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an episode. It's yeah. been a very heavy, heavy duty episode. So I yeah. apologise about that if it's been a bit, what uh, we'll do is, um, a bit more intense than the last than the experience you've come to expect from us. What we could do to make it a bit more lighthearted throughout 
is uh, when it starts getting a bit too heavy, you just cut in the noise of you smacking your knee into there, <laughs> and then me going, "Oh, that had to hurt." Actually, that like actually that'd be really cool. Like after a, after some after a burn or something, just yeah, splice you in, just going, "Oh." <laughs> That's to be done, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, if I can ever be asked to do detailed editing. Well, enjoy Doctor Strange this evening. Yes, and uh, enjoy company with your dog in Battlefield. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to try and get some Battlefield in. Yeah. I, it might not happen, but I'm going to try. Yeah. And uh, my all-you-can-eat buffet. I am I am intrigued by Doctor Strange. I think it should be fun. Yeah, I've heard uh, good things. I Yeah. I, I've heard it's visually spectacular, but yeah. Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, you get some of my tits. Humperdinck Cucumber Patch. Yeah. Bendy batch cumberbum. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry, just <laughs> I actually can't remember his real My name anymore. My favourite one is Bumble Dick Cottage Path. Nice. <laughs> oh Benedict God, Cumberpatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, fucking cabbage patch. Bernadette Cabbage Patch. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, right. um, yeah. He, he annoys the piss out of me sometimes. No, apparently, anyway. uh, Kiwi's recommended it. She yeah, said it was cool. really good. So yeah. Right, anyway, we are gonna we're gonna love you and leave it and we shall be back uh again in the not too distant future. Yeah, I imagine maybe. it might be actually might be a while because things are gonna get a bit hectic now because I've got go I'm going on holiday, we've got the fucking nasty Christmas coming up. So I think we should definitely try and get at least one out again before yeah, Christmas. We'll try and get one out before Christmas, perhaps see if we can get Ian in because he missed yeah, the yeah, last yeah, one. Yeah, definitely I was thinking the same. So um yeah, so we'll try and get another one out before Christmas, uh depending on how things go. Um possibly after Christmas we might do the D and D episode. Yeah, so we, we, that's one thing. Um let us, <laughs> let, let, like, let us know what you think. We're we're thinking about doing a couple of um a couple of episodes that are like a D and D short session thing because Ian's just such a kick-ass dungeon master we want to share it with you all yeah um and you can enjoy some kind of like detail like some exploits of our random characters and stuff it'll be it could be really fun but let us know what you think anyway um yeah so yeah peace love unity respect yeah stay safe stay strafe we'll catch you my day out (laughs) as my mother would say Nero and Bungle love to hear from their listeners. They must be masochists. So if you have to tell them they suck and their mothers should get cancer, send your hate to ramblingvapors at gmail.com. And then go make sweet, sweet love to yourself. Right, timestamp here. Uh, here, here, here. Go for Click. This fucking bitch with his lady bladder. Fuck, it's right. Oh man, that had to. Part of me is kind of hoping that that crack's going to be on the recording. <laughs> Put that in an outtake. Oh, that hurts so much. I'm fucking spinning. Oh shit. Fucking <laughs> bleeding. Yeah, man, hit like that would uh, bust the skin. Oh, fucking hell, it's so <laughs> Ben does, man. See your like a motherfucker. Oh, fuck yeah, man. No, no, it's fine, oh. it's fine, fine. I'm, I'm fine, man. I just, that initial fucking, oh my god, <laughs> ow. Wait, there was a bit of a delayed reaction. <laughs> Sorry, crack. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, man. Right, no, that was, oh, oh that sucked. Bah. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> what? Uh, um. Oh.
That's the reverb. No, that was the uh, the headphones. I turned the headphones up for some reason. Yeah, it sounded like it had the reverb. Robot no, it's got it's well. got the um, you know the FX stuff on there. Yeah. It's got like voice modulation on it because um, I was weirding myself out on the headphones earlier. Well, it's probably kind of good that you haven't didn't record with that setting on the first half because that would oh no no it was, it's only going through to the headphone channel it's not modulating oh, the main okay. channel okay. it's that's they're the dials for the modulation on the main well, channel why would you have it so it's, i guess so you can hear what it sounds like before you actually put the effect in yeah actually i actually no i've just realized i did ha- just have modulation on my voice there 